let God have his way. And you will praise him. This song came to my heart that them old sisters used to get up on Sunday morning, those old Baptist sisters break out. Let Jesus lead you. Let Jesus lead you. Let Jesus lead you. Oh, yeah. From after heaven, 
Chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. That's the book of Genesis. Chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. When you found it, say amen. If you need a little more time, just say, hold up. I like to hear those pages turn. Sounds good. In the book of Genesis, chapter 15, verses 1 through 6, you'll find these words. And it reads, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceedingly great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? Seeing I go childless, 
And the steward of my house is Elzia of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir. But he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth aboard and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. May the Lord bless the reader, the hearer and doer of his word. Let us pray. O oh, gracious and mighty God, it's once again that we come boldly to thy throne of grace in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Asking Heavenly Father that you will forgive each and every one of us of our sins, our transgressions, our iniquities, and our trespasses. That you will cleanse us and wash us in the precious blood of Jesus. Lord God, make us whole. Give us a double portion of thy spirit. Lord, we believe, but there are times, Lord, we need to say, or we say, help thou, Lord God, our unbelief, Father. Lord, have your way, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Touch the people that are tuned in, Lord, through the TV, Lord, through the internet, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. You know what they stand in need of, Father. Bless them right now, Father. God, we lift up our pastor before you, Lord, and his wife, Lord, and family, Lord. Lord, bless him right now, Lord. Strip him right now, Father. Heal him right now. It's in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree every prayer, every blessing in thy name according, Lord, to Matthew 7, Lord, 7 and 8. You said, seek, knock, and ask, Father. We're doing it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, you said whatever we ask according to John 14, 13, and 14. In your name, you would do it. And you said whatever we ask the Father according to John 16 and 23, that he would give it. So we ask, declare it now as being done. In Jesus' name, amen. I thought today that we would deal with this believe God. I simply want to encourage you this morning to believe God. Our best example, the first example, if we want to pull out somebody believing God, is Abram. Abram believed God before he changed his name. Before the manifestation of the promise, he believed God. Note that he believed God first. What about you? Abraham or Abram chose to believe God in spite of what his situation looked like. What is yours looking like? In this life, you too must choose purposely to believe God, no matter what your situation looks like. You must choose intentionally. I said purposely, now I'm coming back intentionally 
to ignore life distractions and to focus totally on God. You must stay focused on God's promise and choose to believe in what he says. If God said it, that settles it, and I believe it. Genesis 5 and 6 is saying Abraham believed in, trusted in, relied on, and he remained steadfast in the Lord. And God counted it to him as righteousness, which means being in right standing with God. Are you in right standing with God according to your belief in him? At the beginning of the chapter, God appears to Abram in a vision and says, fear not, Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceedingly great reward. If you notice, the first thing God said was, fear not. This is what happens with us. God don't want us to fear nothing. Why? When you choose to believe God, you must choose to eliminate, remove, get rid of the fear. If you're going to believe him, no fear must be present in you. Fear wants to rule your heart, and if it can, it will magnify itself against everything in your life. Fear number one goal is to get you to focus on your problem of problems more than you trust God. It wants to become the number one thing in your life. Fear wants you to focus more on your circumstances than worshiping and praising God. Because if you are so concerned about your circumstances, you won't give him the praise. You won't be engaged in true worship. But what I like about it, God addresses Abraham's fear first, then his future. He does the same thing with you. Before he can bless you, he must deal with whatever your problem is. Because the blessing is already there. Something is keeping you from getting the blessing. Something that you may be afraid of. Something that you have concerns more about than God. God's first words, fear implies, fear not implies that Abraham was afraid of something. Maybe it was his jealous neighbors. Genesis 14, the whole chapter 1 through 16, lets us know that there was something going on and, and what happened, certain kings waged war against the city of Sodom. And as you notice, during that time, Lot was taken. Abraham got what he had, his folks, and they went and rescued Lot. That put Abram on the map. So maybe this was a problem. But what I like about it, God could have responded to Abram's insecurity in a number of ways, but he chose to calm Abram's fears with a reminder that he is his source of protection, the shield. God is your source of protection. He's the shield for you. 
Not only that, he is his prosperity. That means that he is his great reward. God is not only your protection, but he is your reward. Understand what you need, God got it. And it was not wrapped up in Abram's military proudness or his strategic alliance because understand by them having that problem and he went in, understand he had to rely on his senses of what he thought. Well, let me get my men together. Let me do this. And so people took note of what was going on. Protection and possessions were not Abram's only concerns. He conversed with God by raising a larger issue. It appeared that the heir to his possessions and the promise will be a household servant. This was an issue. Lord, all that you have said that you're going to give me, I ain't got no heir. And the one that, uh, that's in line to receive what I have is not from me, but is my servant, is a steward in my house. It appeared that the heir to his possessions and promise would be the household steward, Elijah of Damascus. God, however, made it clear that Elijah would not be Abram's successor, rather Abram's own child to be, would be the heir. However, the besetting problem now at hand was that Sarah was still barren. What? Lord, you saying that I, I can't see that much. But what I like about it, as we read the story, God broadens Abram's horizon. God earlier used an illustration of the dust of the earth to show how many descendants would fall to him. And this is found in Genesis 13 and 16. And I'll just read that for you for a moment. It says, and I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. So that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Understand, this ain't past tense or present tense. This is future tense. Understand, when God is talking to you, he's not just looking at the present. He sees far off. He knows more than you could ever know. Do you believe God? Do you believe God? Understand that fear will try to paralyze you when you choose to walk out the promises of God. Somebody here has chosen to step out on faith. They have, chose, they have done like the disciples. They decided, I'm going to get out the boat. It is important to focus on God's word instead of listening to the voice of fear. The devil and those that he can enter in will come in and discourage you and say things that God didn't say to you. We oftentimes seem to care more about what other people think of us than what we think of ourselves because we can find ourselves in the word of God. He tells us who we are, whose we are. But we seek the approval of others instead of God. Fear will also try to discourage you intentionally. By pointing out or reminding you of your current lack, what you don't have, your current insecurities, and your current insufficiencies. Whoever needed to have everything when dealing with a living God? All you got to do is show up with your faith, belief, and hope in him. He'll take care of the rest. All you got to do is step out. 
money. You ain't got to have no money. You just got to have faith in him. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I believe God already going to work it out. I believe that he's going to do it. I just need to go. While fear is trying to discourage you, God at the same time desires to bless you and he points to your future. God is always speaking from the perspective of your future if you choose to believe him. He knows the plans that he has for you. Because Abram chose to believe God Fear was crucified and trust was placed in God. This morning, I want to tell you, crucify your fear. You, you, you got to understand who was on the cross. He, he crucified that. You have the power and the authority to crucify fear and choose to believe. God has given you a promise that you haven't seen yet. Or has come to pass. What do you believe in God for? You ain't too old to do nothing. What do you want to do? Do you believe God that you can do it? Do you believe he can give you the strength, the mind, the ability? Well, people don't went back and got degrees in, 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 as seniors. Senior citizens, that is. People don't went on to do great things later in life. Who said you was too young to learn how to cook, to learn what? If you believe nothing is impossible, as you grow in Christ, you must choose to remain steadfast in the Lord and continue to believe God. You must choose to cling to adhere to and always trust God. I, I want to make sure I'm bringing them words out. You must choose. It's all about your choice. It's all about your choice. Even when you are in the middle of a storm, God will navigate your ship and lead you safely through it. In the middle of a storm, God will lead you. He will never gate for you. Understand, he is the orchestra who is orchestrating everything in your life. He's constantly doing this. However, fear will try to derail you and harden your heart. It will fill your heart with bitterness and hold you hostage to your past failures. That's what fear would do. A lot of people don't know how to move forward because they're too busy in the past. I was once told you can't drive forward looking behind. It's going to always be a wreck if you're driving like this. It's not what's behind you that should concern you, but what's ahead of you. And what's ahead of you is God's future for you. By faith, in God, or should I say, but faith in God positions you and points you to a bright future. Whose future? God's future. Faith in God points you to a brighter future, which is God's future. 
that he has already planned out for you. Some people didn't think they'll be married or thought they'll be married at one age, but God said, no, I, I, I've got something better for you, so I need you to wait out. And it looked like everything was passing you by. But in God's own timing, it works out. Then what I know is this, Abraham had every reason to doubt and question whether or not the promise of God will come to pass. We all do. I want to make sure I deal with that. There are times where we doubt and we question some of the decisions of the choices that we made because when we first made them, we believed everything. But as time came around, the storm came, the wind blow, and, and our house began to shake. But because it was built on the right foundation, it didn't fall. Faith, we believe, but understand Abram had every reason to doubt and question. Instead, he made an intentional, intentional, faith-filled decision. Intentional, faith-filled decision to trust God. Your decision must be intentional. When it comes to God, everything should be intentional in your life. Uh, not that I just happen to do it. No, it's intentional. It needs to be on purpose. Abraham meant, Abram's name meant father. Not Abraham, but just Abram, meant father. His name was father. From the day he was born, and yet for nearly a century, he was childless. He was childless for a century. I don't know about y'all, but that's a long time. That, 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 that's, that's a long time now. Imagine his faith battles that he fought along the way. You thought Joel went through something with his wife, with his body and everything, and she said, you need to curse your God and die. You, you still trusting? You still holding on? You, Joel had to let you, you sound like a foolish woman. Abram going through these faith battles along the way. But despite of his struggles and obstacles, Abram still chose to believe God. And what I noticed is that he did not become bitter, nor did his heart become hardened. But it was found to be what? In right standing with God. I want y'all to get this now. While he was going through his heart never changed for God. In spite of everything, he was in right standing with God. I wonder, is that you today? Lost your job during the COVID, loved ones gone, somebody passed, things done happened during this time. Are you still in right standings with God? Is your heart right with God? Do you still believe, as in the beginning, when you first met him, do you still believe? Don't you grow weary or become bitter, but choose to grow in God by stepping forward in faith. In closing, my last scripture for you. It's coming from the book of Isaiah 40 and 31. 
It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait on God and trust in his timing, for his timing is perfect. Choose to believe in what God has said. That's the promise. Stand still and know that he is God and that he will bring it to pass. Choose to trust him and let him guide you. Let God strengthen your steps. Because when you choose to trust him, God will walk with you. When your steps are ordered by God, he will lead you and guide you all the way. Don't let your journey of life harden you. For it is only a test to strengthen you. Don't grow bitter, but choose to depend on God like Abel and believe. And your name, too, can be changed. Who are we talking about? Jesus. The lily of the valley. Jesus, the bright and morning star. Jesus, Mary's baby. Joseph's stepson. Ezekiel's will in the middle of the will. Daniel's zookeeper. Jesus, he was born in Bethlehem. He was reared in Nazareth. He was tried in unjust courts, hung, crucified, dead, and buried. But the word of God tells us that he did not stay dead. But early Sunday morning, as the old preacher would say, early before that early bird got the worm, before the dew was on the ground, he got up with all power in his hand and declared that I'm he that was dead. But behold, I'm alive forevermore. And the book of Revelation tells he has the keys of hell and death in his hand. So we're gonna open up the doors of the church this morning and ask you to come. Will there be one? It takes a real man, woman, boy, girl to step out on the word of God. Maybe you're at home and you're watching. You can be saved too. The word said, thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead. That shall be saved. Will you come? Come on. Come on. Believe God for your blessing. Don't give up. Help is here. Not on the way. It's here. You just got to come and get it. You just got to reach out for it. Come on. Will there be one?